Take my hand Don't let go Look in my eyes And in my soul Hold me close Hold me near Please let go Of all your fear I'm not going Seasons change with the wind But I'll be here till the end Friends may come and then they go But there's one thing you should know I'm not going anywhere I'd give my heart to you If you'll stop beating Part your lips with mine If you weren't breathing You have no burden That I, I wouldn't bear I'm not going anywhere still be here when you close your eyes there's no place I'd rather be than here by your Parks your lips with mine If you weren't breathing You have no burden That I wouldn't bear I'm not going anywhere I'm not going anywhere I'm not going I'm not going I'm not going anywhere I'm not going I'm not going I'm not going anywhere That was Kelly Lang and I'm Not Going Anywhere. You are tuned into the Whiskey and Cigarettes show in the company of your Cabacus Never, Romeo the Rodeo and the Italian Dijonic. And my people, it's truly an honor and a pleasure to welcome back the show today after way too long, the one and only Kelly Lang. Hey, Kelly, how are you today? I'm fantastic. Good to see you. 
Oh, it's great to great to be talking to you too, and great to be seeing you as well. This is fantastic. So, uh, we just heard this uh, this great song of yours. I'm not going anywhere. Now, when it comes to the origins of this song, how did it come about? Are there any stories or anecdotes behind it? Yeah, actually, a friend of mine was uh, having to take care of her husband, who was was really sick, terminally ill, actually. And I noticed that she was getting sick herself by just not taking care of herself and just only focusing on him. And he had hospice nurses around, a lot of people that were taking care of him. But the only time I saw that he felt comfortable or comforted was when his wife was there and she said, honey, I'm not leaving. I'm not going anywhere. And I thought, wow, I saw this peace come over him. And I thought that that's really magic. You know, if somebody can offer you that kind of comfort. So that song kind of came to me from that and uh, I wrote it. And then who knew a few short months later, I was diagnosed with breast cancer and my boyfriend at the time, who I later married, um, spoke those same words to me and it made me feel so comforted. And uh, fast forward many years later, uh, Ascension Hospitals here in the United States used that song as their campaign. And it was strange timing that um, it was right at the beginning of the pandemic when the commercials start rising. And people were leaving their loved ones in nursing homes and hospitals. And, and they used that term, I'm not going anywhere, as a form of comfort for their patients. Well, that's a beautiful, beautiful uh, you know, story and very touching indeed. And, you know, I know that you've also uh, re recently come up with your uh, latest album as well, Old Soul Part Two. Now, when it comes to this new album of yours, what are we to expect from it? What are, what are your uh, fans now, listeners getting with this album? Well, it's a continuation from Old Soul One. And strangely enough, I've been mailing some things out. This is Old Soul One. I don't have Old Soul Two with me right now, but it's very similar in the fact that all of these songs, everybody knows these songs. They're like, uh, let's stay together and every breath you take and all that on Old Soul One. There were so many songs I didn't get to on that project. I just wanted to continue on because it brings people back to a real fun time in their lives when there was less stress. And these are songs you all remember and, and all know, and you hear getting your car washed in the, in the waves of the air. And um, my mom raised me listening to all kinds of music, not just country, but all genres. And it was kind of an honor of her just thanking her for her love of music. And it's been a blast. You go into the recording studio and all of the musicians go, Oh, I remember that. I, I wanted to play that guitar piece, you know? So uh, it was just a fun, you know, lighthearted project, and and uh, it's something that sells well. And I think people like to turn it on during dinner parties. That's what the consensus is, and, and uh, they get like to reflect on that fun time of music. You know what? You make a great point there. I think next time I have a dinner party, I'm actually going to try and play this as well and see because the the atmosphere it creates, I think lends itself to that kind of situation so so i love it and it's definitely a fabulous album and you know the, the great collaborations you have on it as well and you know we talked about the song i'm not going anywhere which is also the title to your autobiography now i'm i'm curious when it came to wanting to sit down and write an autobiography what made you think that now was the right time to do it I don't know if there was ever a right time to do it. I, I had been asked to do one for quite some time and I've put it off thinking, you know, who would really want to hear my story? But during the pandemic, I ran into, um, we, we went into our garage and started cleaning things out. And I ran into some old papers that I had written, you know, basically everything that happened to me when I was diagnosed with cancer for 
perhaps my daughter's one day to read it, or I don't know, maybe a book at some point, but I had thought I'd thrown them away. And so when I was looking back through it, I thought, this is really interesting how far I've come. I'm 18 years out now. So it wasn't as hard to look at it when I've known how much life I've had afterwards. But um, a friend of mine challenged me. She said she had dreamt that I had written a book and that it helped people. And and I kind of just thought, well, maybe now's the time, you know? So um, I was very fortunate to have Olivia Newton-John, a fellow breast cancer patient at the time, um, write the foreword for me. And I'm able to share a lot of the things I learned from her and just the experiences that I've had as a survivor uh, throughout the book. I even wrote a chapter about her. So it was uh, it was a really sweet moment for me to be able to do that. And, um, you know, it's, it's again, the consensus of that book has been, wow, just you being alive is inspirational and and you have things that you've done that we didn't have the courage to do perhaps. And um, it's it's been a real cathartic thing for me, not something I never ever would think I would do ever again, but it was, it was a lot of heavy lifting, but I enjoyed the process. Well, I mean, it sounds, sounds, you know, that, that it's going to be quite the read, you know, I definitely want to pick up my copy because it sounds like, you know, they have to have a lot of great a lot of stories to tell and so on. And in you know, 18 years, you know, and, and carrying on and just, you know, looking great and looking beautiful. And we're so glad you know, to see you, you know, in health and, you know, and doing what you're doing. And, you know, you just, you mentioned, of course, you know, we're uh, working with Olivia Newton-John and I know that you also had duet together. How, you duetted on How Can You Mend a Broken Heart? Now, when it came to meeting Olivia and, you know, sadly, of course, she's no longer with us. What are your most treasured memories of somebody like Olivia Newton-John? Well, I just loved her sense of humor. I met her through Sir Barry Gibb who wrote that song. And uh, we became just fast friends at a benefit one night and it continued a long relationship of about 15 years, I guess I knew her. And um, she was just a girlfriend. You know, we, we connected at the heart when uh, we realized that we were both breast cancer survivors. And I learned just life experiences from her. We really didn't talk music a lot. We didn't really talk about fame or fortune or travels or anything. We just, we talked like girlfriends, like, you know, what, what'd you do to your hair today? And what kind of lipstick do you, you know, just girl things. And um, I regret in a way, not speaking with her more about her career, but she was not really geared that way. She was geared towards nature and healing. She was very conscientious of making sure I knew the proper things to eat, the proper things to take. And, and she was very headstrong about that. And um, that, that was a lot of our conversations and she was just, she was just uh, like a big sister really to me. I, I love that. You know, I sadly never had the the pleasure or honor to meet her, but uh, from everything I've heard, she seemed like she was a, a wonderful person indeed. And uh, speaking actually of Olivia Newton-John, of course, was in you know, musicals like Grease and such. Well, when it comes to your taste in musicals, do you have a favorite musical or musicals? <laughs> well, I'd be remiss to not say Grease. I, that was, I was introduced to musicals through Grease. And to me, nothing has ever topped it. I just think it's classic. One of my favorite um, memories as a matter of fact, the last time I was with her, she was doing a sing-along with John Travolta in Florida. And uh, she introduced me to John after their sing-along uh, thing that they did. They they dressed up as their characters. They came out on stage and answered questions to people. And I just think, you know, that's just the ultimate fan 
favorite thing to do to be able to see your heroes on stage after you get to sing along with their show. Everybody knows the lyrics and has seen that movie way more than they would like to admit, probably. Oh, most likely. I'm definitely guilty of that. And uh, I'm <laughs> and I'm sh- I don't know if you know, of course, but uh, we are also getting a should we say follow up in, in the form of a TV show called Rise of the Pink Ladies. Yeah, now, I, I was one on TV last night. I didn't see the show yet, but I was curious as to what people were thinking about it. Yeah, in fact, because I was going to ask whether, you know, it was something that you think you're going to probably sit down and watch or it's something that maybe you're not. To, I mean, because I don't know. I know you're a very busy woman with everything you have going on, but whether it would be something that would pique your interest in watching. Yeah, yeah, I'll watch it. I That's the only way that I'm able to really wind down. I love to be entertained. Although I entertain a lot, I like to be entertained. So a form of Netflix and chill is my fave. <laughs> so I'll, I'll sit back and watch it for sure. Oh, you and me both. I think we'll definitely have to compare notes once the, once the, once we've watched it, because I'd love to hear your opinion on it. And going back to writing your autobiography, you know, as you know, you, the, you, you started the process and you're kind of going through, I guess, you know, moments in your life and such. Thinking back, what is there something you wish you'd known when you started out that you know now? About the process of writing a book? Or just, or, or just like your, or, or like a, a career in music and such, and maybe some choices that you think maybe had I known what I know today, I might not have made those specific choices made with my career, for example. You know, one thing I've learned just living this this long um, is not to live in regret because I wouldn't be here talking to you <laughs> if anything in my life had changed. If I had taken any course that might have been a little different, I might not even be a survivor. I might not have met Olivia. I might not have met my husband. You know, so there's there's different things in life that at the time you think you regret, perhaps a divorce or a, a breakup or whatever. Um, all of those roads lead to here. So I, I don't really have anything I would change. Well, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to hear that. I definitely think it's great to live life with no regrets indeed. And from the past to the, the future, now, of course, we're kind of slapping in the middle of 2023. When it comes to the rest of this year, Kelly, what does uh, 2023 uh, look like for you? And, uh, and what are the objectives that you've set yourself for this year? <laughs> I would like to say I'm just going to chill out, but <laughs> that's not going to happen. Um, I'm in the process now of finalizing an original album. There might be a couple of covers on there, but the most of, of the album is things that I have personally written. And uh, it's kind of an inspirational album. It's it's not something I've ever done in the past. Um, there's a single, actually, I'm not going anywhere, will be on the album. But um, a song called I Think It's Jesus is coming out July. And uh, a song called You're a Miracle is coming out in August. So there's there's something coming up most every month. And I'm also in the process of recording another duet album with my husband, T.G. Shepard. So that should be out probably Valentine's Day, I'd say. Well, a perfect time, I think, indeed. And I'm definitely looking forward to that duet album, indeed. And it's always great hearing the two of you sing together. It's definitely a joy for the ears. And for those who want to stay up to date with everything you have going on, Kelly, you know, be it, you know, um, new music or shows or what have you, where can we send these folks to? Oh, please come to kellylang.net. There's something new on there every week. Uh, We're trying to update things as as they go. A lot of interviews that I've been doing recently, like with uh, Women's World Magazine and People and um, AARP. I don't know if you have that over there, but uh, it's a a very famous magazine and Forbes magazine. There's new articles that I've been doing recently and 
interviews with the Today Show in Australia about Olivia. So you can you can get newsletters if you sign up there. That would be great. And uh, everything Kelly Lang is on kellylang.net. Fantastic stuff. Well, folks, your one-stop shop for Kelly Lang goodness indeed. And speaking of a Kelly Lang goodness, Kelly, we're going to be seeing you out here with another great song, which will be, of course, What's Love Got to Do With It? Now, when it comes to recording and cutting this one, what made you decide you wanted to do this one in particular? Oh, golly. You you hear it everywhere. You know, it's it's in commercials. It's It's in movies. It's I just I'm a huge Tina Turner fan. And it would be, you know, just out of complete honor for her. None of these songs, I want to make clear, have I ever tried to improve upon the original? You you can't. It's truly in honor. All of the artists that I, I wrote are sang their songs are people that I truly have great interest in their careers or I, I follow or I learn from. And uh, Tina is certainly no, ex- no exception to that rule. Oh, and, it's, and you definitely did a great, great job with this one. I'm sure you made Tina proud with this one for sure. So we're going to be going into this awesome one. This will be Kelly Lang and what's love got to do with it. Kelly, I want to once again, thank you so, so much for your time. I truly appreciated it. And of course, I want to wish you continued success with your career and all the very best for 2023. You as well, my friend. Have a great day. Well, thank you very much. Well, people, you heard it from the legendary Kelly Lang. Be sure to keep up to date with everything she has going on, because believe you me, there is a treasure trove there. And speaking of great stuff here, we we are going to get into what's love got to do with it. You are tuned into the Whiskey and Cigarettes show with your Italian Dijanek. We'll be right back after this. Understand how the touch of your hand makes my pulse react. That it's only the thrill of boy meeting girl opposites attract. It's physical, only logical. You must try to ignore that it means more than. Second-hand emotion What's love got to do, got to do with it? Who needs a heart when a heart can be broken? It may seem to you that I'm acting confused When you're close to me If I tend to look dazed I've read in some place I've got cause to be there's a name for it There's a phrase that fits But whatever the reason You do it for me Oh, what's love got to do Got to do with it What's love but a second-hand emotion What's love got to do Got to do with it a heart when a heart can be broken Ooh, got to do 